Well, come back to the Around the Diamond podcast with your host, Sam Edwards, episode 215, the podcast for the baseball nerd. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode, guys. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, We're covering, uh, I mean, listen, guys, final week of the season, okay? We've got one more week before the postseason finally hits. We are going to the end, and uh, it's crazy. It's crazy, man, and I love it. You know I love it, how close these wild card races are. It's crazy. I've been covering the AL wild card pretty closely over the past um, couple episodes, covering each team in depth. Well, now it's time to go a little love, little love to the NL. Um, I'm also going to update, obviously, what has happened um, in the AL because things have um, kind of gone to plan and not gone to plan in terms of who I'm rooting for right now and also who I thought was going to win. But either way, before we get to those uh, races, those wildcard races, uh, let's cover some news real quick. We got uh, Charlie Morton is on the IL, which means he's going to miss the rest of the season and including the first round of the playoffs for the Braves, which would be the NLDS. Um, he is on the aisle with a right index finger inflammation. There's still a possibility that he could come to the uh, NLCS if the Braves make it, of course. Uh, Morton has had a great year, 39-year-old Charlie Morton, 163 and a third innings pitch for him this season, which is crazy in and of itself, 163 innings for a 39-year-old in Charlie Morton. Um, you don't expect him to pitch that much. I think a hundred. I think they would have been happy with 150. I think if you told me preseason Charlie Morton pitches 150 innings, I'd say that's a good season. But also being quality, 364 ERA, 388 FIP, 25.6 K percentage, and an 11.6 walk percentage. Both of those marks, K percentage and walk percentage, are. Um, have worsened since last year, but he's been much better per ERA and per FIP. Uh, give me that all day. Great for him. He had a kind of middling year last year. He's come back this season. Pitching 164 innings pitched, 163, sorry, um, is nothing to sneeze at for his age and uh, for his durability or lack thereof. Yeah, good for him. Uh, it does end on the IL, though, which sucks. And it means the Braves are going to have to lean a little bit harder on a guy named Bryce Elder, uh, who started off the season ridiculously well. Uh, first half, first 18 starts for him, a 297 ERA, but the FIP was not encouraging. And that showed, it, it reared its ugly head, really, over the past um, 13 starts for him, 13 appearances, I should say, because some of them were relief appearances. A 540 ERA and a 537 FIP. Not great for Elder. Um, they've still got Strider. They've got Freed. They've got guys at the top of the rotation right now, but they're going to need Elder to step up, especially with Morton out right now, at least through the division series. They're going to really need to um, sweep whoever they're facing, uh, most likely the Dodgers. Um, but uh, yeah, which is going to be a tall task in and of itself. But uh, tough for Charlie Morton, missing that first round at least. And uh, we'll see. Um, But good for him having a good season so far. And yeah, I'm happy for that. All right, moving on. Marlins, uh, who I'm going to cover more in depth real soon. Uh, Yuri Perez is on the IL with a left SI joint inflammation. Um, 
somebody fill me in what SI stands for. I was thinking shoulder something. No, I can't. I can't think of it. Um, either way, he's got inflammation. Not great. Yuri's had a great season. 315 ERA, 91 and a third innings pitch for him. A 28.9 K percentage, 8.3 walk percentage. Um, 411 FIP, which is definitely higher than the ERA. Um, he started off the season really well, went on the IL, and then afterwards just was never the same. Um, but still, that's going to put a lot of pressure on this Marlins rotation, especially, 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 especially because Sandy Alcantara is out for the year as well. He's going to miss the first round of the playoffs, which looks like the wild card series. If the Marlins make it, I'll cover them soon. Um, which sucks. He's out with a uh, sprain in his UCL throwing elbow. Uh, always scary when the UCL is involved, especially when it's a throwing arm. Um, he's been out since September 6th, so he hasn't pitched for a while now. Um, was, was rehabbing in hopes of being able to come back this season. Has not been the case, which sucks. So the Marlins rotation is in dire straits. Um, Jesus Lazardo, who's been leading this rotation all season, is still healthy, thank goodness. They've still got Braxton Garrett, of course, um, and Edward Cabrera as well, who's been decent as of late as well which is very encouraging. Um, Braxton Garrett, I do want to highlight, though, 353 ERA on this season, 352 FIP, over 155 innings pitched. Very nice season for him so far. I haven't highlighted him very much throughout the season. He's been great, super consistent. More consistent than Jesus Lazardo, who's been arguably better overall, uh, the 27.7 K percentage and more innings for Lazardo. Kind of props him above Garrett there. But both have been very good for the Marlins, and uh, it's been great to see. And it's going to be a challenge going forward, which I'm almost there. Almost there, guys. One more injury to cover, and then we'll cover these wildcard races real quick. Uh, Brandon Lowe, or Lau, or whichever one it is. I don't remember which one it is. Um, He's out four to six weeks, so most likely the entire postseason, depending on how far the Rays go most likely out for the playoffs with a right kneecap fracture, which sucks for the Rays. He's had 436 eating, uh, sorry, innings, ha, play appearances, 21 home runs. He's hit 231, 328, 443. The power made a resurgence this year, which has been very encouraging for the Rays. And he's been able to cover second base for the majority of the season, batting an above average 117 runs created plus. It sucks. Uh, they've had um, a bunch of guys go through shortstop as of late. Taylor Walls leading that group. That group has hit 188, 282, 304 this month, which sucks. Isaac Paredes, who's obviously the breakout star this season, or one of the many breakout stars for the Rays, he's moved over to second. Um, Meade has been filling in at third base. They've got a couple rookies up. Um who could fill in at third base as well, or second base, depending on where they like to put them. Either way, it sucks. Um, Lowe has been consistent. He The walk percentage is obviously always there. But last year, we saw the power disappear, and it's finally uh, reemerged. The ISO is over 200 again. You know how much I love that. And uh, it sucks that he's out. I want to see the Rays at their full potential, see them in the playoffs in this most likely wildcard series. It sucks. It really sucks. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how this offense does 
for the Rays. Um, obviously, Paredes, Yandy Diaz, guys that you can really rely on have been leading the way. Um, Wanda Franco, obviously, out for the year, which sucks. Um, so they still have a lot of their good hitters. But uh, we'll see if uh, losing low is uh, going to hurt them a lot. I'm curious. I, I don't know. Um, definitely their shortstop situation has been um, uh, questionable uh, at best since Franco has left. So it's tough. It's going to be a tough end of the season for the Rays. We'll see how they finish out and we'll see how they do in the playoffs. Uh, I'm excited, man. Um, all right. Wild card race. Let's do it. Let's start in the NL. We'll end with a little quick review of the uh, AL and, uh, you know, a little recap of what I've said. Um, the teams I've been pledged to. Uh, let's start in the NL. Miami, one game out right now. Let me just make sure. Yeah, one game out of the wild card right now. The Cubs and Diamondbacks are tied um, for the final two spots. And uh, the Phillies have the first spot. They're five games up, the Phillies. So we've got Miami, one game back right now. They just took two out of three from the Brewers. Very nice. And then they've got three games versus the Mets and three versus the Pirates. Uh, Game one looks like Braxton Garrett versus Joey Lucchese versus the Mets. Um, Second game is questionable because Yuri Perez was supposed to go against uh, Kodai Senga. Senga's had a fantastic year, so that's going to be the game uh, to really watch here for the Marlins to win and prove themselves. And then they've got three games versus the Pirates, which is um, not the worst thing in the world. Um, in 2023, Marlins have a losing record versus the Mets. They're 2-6 and six versus the Mets this season, which is kind of shocking. And they are 3-1 and one versus the Pirates, which is very nice. Nice that you get to end the season versus the Pirates. Um, I'm super curious to see what happens, obviously. Um, Marlins have been... Um, better than I expected this season. Their hitting has held up. I covered uh, Josh Bell and Jake Berger last week doing very well. And some of their better hitters, honestly, um, over this second half, which is super encouraging, especially Berger, who's been fantastic. And Josh Bell just doing enough on the offensive side of the ball which is exactly what the Marlins need. Luis Arias has been doing his thing, getting, um, he's on the day-to-day list, I think. He's on the IL, um, but day-to-day got taken out of a game um, over the weekend, which is a little disheartening as their best hitter. So we'll see. They still have Jorge Soler, who got off the IL, so I'm curious to see how they finish the season out. I kind of really hope that they make the playoffs. They're a really fun team, and I would love to see uh, what they could do, see Braxton Garrett, Jesus Lazardo perform better than people expect. And that'd be pretty dope. That'd be pretty dope. But we'll see how they end of the season here. Uh, we got the Cubs, who are tied with the Diamondbacks for those final two spots. So either way, it looks like um, one of these teams is going to make it. And uh, I'm curious to see which one. Uh, the Cubs last uh, last 10 games they're four and six they just won three straight uh calm down it was versus the rockies so um easier yeah just easier you know it's it's an easy matchup uh but yeah cubs have had a weird year um they've started off a little bit slower but the run differential always pointed to them being better and they've slowly um risen to the occasion over the past couple months in 2023. So first off, um, they've, they've got two series left as well. 
uh, one week left, three versus the Braves and three versus the Brewers, two very tough matchups. They've had one series versus the Braves so far this season. They won two out of three out of that series, which is very encouraging, especially with the Braves' injuries right now. It looks like we could be uh, maybe the Cubs luck into some favorable matchups here. I'm not sure, uh, but they've got three versus the Braves, three versus the Brewers, and then uh, on the season versus the Brewers, they're five and five. So that's been a pretty even uh, matchup so far this season. And uh, yeah, it's been kind of an interesting month for the Cubs. Their offense has really gone off. Uh, Seiya Suzuki, 99 plate appearances over this month, September. Seven home runs for him, 375 average, 434 on base, 727 slugging percentage, a 204 runs created plus over the month. Over this month, he has absolutely gone off. Nico Hoyner has been very nice. Swanson's been doing his part. Ian Happ has been fantastic this month. Um, their offense has been doing exactly what they're supposed to, and the rotation's been decent. Uh, Jordan Wicks, over the past month, 28 innings pitched, a 321 ERA, 415 FIP, though, so we'll see how long that lasts for. Um, Assad has Javier Assad, 25 and two-thirds innings pitched for him, a 281 ERA over this month, a 388 FIP. Justin Steele, while having a high ERA over this past month, 24 innings pitched, a 488 ERA. The FIP calms us down quite a bit. 243 FIP. He's going to be absolutely fine, and I think he's going to be super reliable over these over this next week and maybe into the playoffs. Um, yeah, they've been very good, and I'm super curious as they face these uh, big contenders in the Braves and the Brewers, see if they can prove themselves and win when it really matters and secure that spot in the playoffs. The Diamondbacks, who are tied with the Cubs, uh, they are six and four in their last ten games. They are facing the Yankees tonight. They're playing a doubleheader because of a uh, postponement on Saturday. Postponement, and uh, they've lost. They've lost two out of three so far. Um, they've got a doubleheader today. They lost the game today, and uh, we'll see how this night game goes. You guys obviously know uh, what happened, so let me know. Um, yeah. They've got three versus the White Sox and then three versus the Astros to finish off their year. That series is going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, Astros, who I'll cover in a second, are in a tight spot for the wild card. Diamondbacks are in a super tight spot for the wild card as well. That series should be absolutely fantastic. Both teams putting their best players out there and trying their damn hardest to get into the playoffs. It's going to be fantastic. Three versus the White Sox is kind of dull. Um, Diamondbacks should be able to at least take two out of three from that series. If they don't, pretty discouraging. They better split the series versus the Yankees. If I'm the Diamondbacks, if I'm the Diamondbacks fan, they have to. Their main difficulty has been every pitcher besides Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly. It's been rough for this rotation, and uh, which is not great. Now, the offense has really carried them over this past month. Tommy Pham has been a great addition, hitting 275, 330, 488 over this past month, a 117 runs created plus. Uh, Marte has gone off this month. My goodness, 165 runs created plus. Guriel has also been fantastic, a 135 runs created plus over this past month. And uh, to finish off, though, I mean, Corbin Carroll obviously been fantastic over this past month, but uh, Christian Walker has hit a big slump, and not for the reason you'd think. It's not the K percentage. 
he just has not been making enough contact. Over 84 plate appearances just in September, hitting 211, 274, 355, 69 runs created plus. Not great. Uh, their hitting's been good enough that Walker hasn't had to be the number one guy in that lineup over this past month, but they could use him to step up and help out that weakening uh, rotation that's guaranteed to give up a couple runs. Uh, really scary if I'm the Diamondbacks right now. Really scary. I mean, facing the White Sox is great, uh, but then facing the Astros is tough. Is really, really tough. Obviously, the Astros are um, a juggernaut of sorts, and uh, it's going to be really tough and really exciting to see, I will say, as a baseball fan. Now, you know me. I want ties. I want as many ties as possible. And uh, yeah, just give me pandemonium, baby. Give me pandemonium. But if not, I mean, Diamondbacks are fun. I want Cubs to get in. I think Cubs deserve it. And it would be really cool to see them grind it out versus the Braves and Brewers. Those are two really tough matchups to end your season. It would be really cool to see them um, finish off the season on a high note. But Diamondbacks and Marlins are a lot of fun, too. I think I'm rooting for the Marlins. I've definitely covered them a little bit closer um, this season, the Marlins versus the Diamondbacks. I haven't really believed in the Diamondbacks. If you've gone back to listen to uh, some of the episodes I've talked about the Diamondbacks, and uh, I've not believed in them. I've been pretty negative on them, honestly. But I do want to give them their due. They've been fantastic. They've been proving me wrong, despite the rotation. Despite everybody else besides Gallon and Merrill Kelly, they've just been, uh, yeah, their hitting has been performing way better than I thought they would. And uh, yeah, so that's been really encouraging. Final prediction. I say the Cubs make it, and I'm going to say, oof, Marlins or Diamondbacks. I'm going to say the Marlins make it due to their schedule facing the Mets and the Pirates. I think they can do that. I, I think they can do that. Diamondbacks facing the White Sox is great, but if they can't take care of the Yankees, I'm a little worried what they're going to do against the White Sox. And then facing the Astros sucks. That absolutely sucks to end your season. So I'm going to say Cubs and Marlins get those last two spots while the Phillies sit on top of the wildcard rankings five games up currently. Let's move over to the AL. Let's recap a little things that I've said. Um, the Seattle Mariners. The Seattle Mariners, man. I'm bummed. I'm I'm bummed right now. I mean, it's it not saying they're out of the race. They're not, okay? So they sweep the A's just like they're supposed to. Just like we talked about last week with Blake. Great episode. Go back and listen to it if you haven't, Blake Mayer. Um I, Mariners just haven't been able to do it versus the Rangers, man. They get swept by the Rangers in this first series, and it was tough. They tried to make a comeback um, in yesterday, Sunday's game. They still lose 9-8. to eight. They just built themselves too big of a hole to start, and the rotation just has not been able to keep up for them. Even when the rotation's cl- even when the lineup's clicking, the rotation's just not picking them up, and it's been, it's been tough, man. It's been really tough to watch over these past three games, and I'm worried. I'm worried for the Mariners, man. They are facing the Astros, uh, who are also coming off um, losing three games, but versus the Royals. Uh, Framber Valdez got touched up. 
They their offense didn't perform in game two, and they get roughed up once again. Hunter Brown gives up six runs in three innings in game three. Their bullpen goes on to shut down the Royals, but even so, that's not quite the sentiment you want to hear. Not something you want to be like super proud of. Hey guys, we shut out the Royals. Yeah, whoop de freaking da. So is everybody else. Yeah, it's that was a rough series. That's a rough series if I'm the Astros. Um, at least the Mariners faced a good team. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, super curious to see how this Astros Mariners um, series shakes out. Obviously, I've been eyeing this series and the next series, Rangers versus Mariners again for four games to finish off the season. I've been locked into this end of the season schedule and I'm so excited to finally see it. What sucks is I work early in the morning on the East Coast. So that means I'm in bed at nine o'clock. True story. I'm in bed at nine o'clock, hopefully falling asleep by 930. This absolutely sucks because all three Mariners and Astros games are going to be starting past nine o'clock. There's no shot I can stay up for these games. It absolutely sucks. And I'm super bummed. Um, I'm definitely going to be locking into the recaps uh, the next morning, seeing how these teams play out and make sure you guys stay locked into these games. Cause, cause I can't, you know, and stay locked in. Cause these are so exciting games. These are playoff series before the playoff series right here. However, one of the Astros and one of the one of the Astros or Mariners are not going to be able to make it to the postseason, it, which is so wild to say. I mean, this is not guaranteed, but I'm pretty confident Blue Jays have a two game lead over both teams. It's uh, it's getting down to the wire, baby. It's it's getting crazy. Game one is tonight. It's Verlander versus Luis Castillo. What a matchup. Man, I want to see it so bad. I want to see it so freaking bad, dude. It's such a bummer. Um, Rangers are on a five-game win streak. I want to applaud the Rangers. I doubted them. I have not been rooting for them. I want to applaud them right now because they have proved me wrong for the most part. Really proved me wrong. Um, Their pitching has been better. And uh, their hitting, obviously, has been going off. I've been singing the Mariners' praises over the second half and talking about the Rangers' failures. I want to give love to the Rangers. I have not been positive about their team all season, and here they are sitting on top of the division, leading the Astros and the Mariners right now. Through everything they've been through, the ups and downs, the Rangers... They have come out on top so far. Obviously, the season is not over. Four games versus the Mariners to end this season. Something miraculous could happen. But the Rangers should win this division. It's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, one of the Mariners or Astros would really have to just go on a winning streak over these last over this last week um, to really make this um, interesting. And uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. Obviously, I'm going to stay locked in, guys. Hopefully, going to see you back next Tuesday with another episode. Episode 215 in the books. It's a shorter one, guys. It's a shorter one. I don't have a guest on, and I'm making excuses. Here we are. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope to see you back next week. Have a good one.